sitting there while I was ministering and just began to think over some things and thought came to my mind, do we really understand right what it means to say yes to the Lord in 21st century America? My goodness. Amen. Wow, I really understand.
What was it that impelled them, that pushed them to continue in spite of everything that they went through? Why did they just quit? Why did they decide to protect themselves and protect their families and, and just fit in so that the persecution would stop? Why? Why didn't they just say, you know what? This isn't worth it. Right. I'm not going to risk my life to continue to preach this gospel. Amen. Why? Why did they continue to preach? When such hatred and, and fierce levels of violence and animosity was leveled at them. Why? And when you read the accounts in the scriptures, and then you go to the history books, you know, and for people who don't believe the gospel, you need to just read the history books. You need to go back and read history. And you find out so much that that, that parallel scripture and so much that Christians went through. When you go back and you read all of this about what Christians endured for over 300 years up until the 4th century A.D. Amen. After the death of Christ. Up until up, up to, when you read all of this it is horrific. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is beyond imagination. Wow. That's right. Come That's on. right. That's right. You read about what believers in right. Christ had to go through. Because they preached the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Because they were followers of Jesus Christ. That's why I sat and almost came to tears as I heard heard us singing about saying yes to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. It's so easy for us to right. sit in the sanctuary and yeah. say yes to the Lord. When there's nothing coming up against us. Yeah. A little bit of sickness, a little bit of trouble, a little bit of financial trouble. <laughs> Saying yes to God in the midst of this does not even begin to compare to what believers have gone through. And even in some places today, what believers are going through for the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then we then began to compare. Starting in the book of Acts, and we, we read the accounts. Uh, Peter and John were on their way to the temple at the hour of prayer, and, and this man is there begging for alms and begging for money, and, and, and they said, we don't have any money, but what we have to give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And when people saw it, and they began to marvel at what happened, and they gathered in people, Peter began to preach the gospel. And, and, and they were thrown in prison because he was, he was just preaching the gospel. Amen. It would seem like that, that this man who has been lame from birth and now he's healed, everybody would be rejoicing and everybody would be happy and nobody would be penalized for preaching in Jesus' name. But that wasn't the way it was. Right, right. For preaching, preaching the gospel. And it continued with the arrest. The first time they just threw them in prison and they wanted not to preach in the name of right. Jesus anymore. But you know the account. They went back to their own crowd and they, they went back to the assembly. They went back to the church and they prayed. And they, and they didn't ask God to keep them from persecution. They asked God to give them more boldness. Yes. Yeah. To continue preaching. Yeah. 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 So next time they throw them in prison and, and, and they beat them. 
And he warned them not to speak in the name of Jesus anymore. But that didn't stop them. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. We start preaching again in the name of Jesus. Why? And here the Bible says, thank you for saying why. Right. That's okay. That's right. right. Somebody's paying attention. That's right. I'm the mouth of babes. That's real. And here we have the account of the story of Stephen. You know, and now God is doing, God is working in the midst of because in the beginning you have Jews who are being persecuted. The apostles, yeah. Peter, Peter and John, Jews. But now you 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 you, you, you switch to the Hellenists. You switch, switch to the Greeks. Stephen, Stephen is a Greek-speaking believer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now the gospel has to go to all people. Amen. Okay. But 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 look at what happens. You know, they, they follow him good. I mean, he he's he even though some of them don't like what he's saying, but he doesn't really offend them. I think it's around verse verse forty two, and when he gets to verse forty two and goes down to verse fifty one, he calls them stiff necked and, and, and uncircumcised in heart and ears. What happened? Then they begin to. The Bible says. Uh, when they heard these things, they were enraged and they ground their teeth against him. When he was filled, filled full of the Holy Spirit, he came to heaven and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And when he says, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing right hand of God, they cried out with a loud voice, they stopped their ears, and they rushed upon him, and they began to stone him. Yeah. Yeah. And they stoned him to death. Now you read the accounts, and you know, this is this is not the normal way that they would stone people to death. The normal way that they would stone people to death is that they would beat them up and they would throw them off of off of a cliff that was like uh, maybe twelve feet tall, yeah. which is which is this building is about twenty four so twelve feet tall. And if he didn't die from that fall, they would roll a big boulder over the cliff yeah. on top of him. If he didn't die from the boulder, they would go down there and beat him to death. Smoke. Make sure that he would be. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke. Oh. And then the Bible says, the Bible says that on that day, a great persecution arose against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Now, the reason the apostles were not did not run and hide was because this was leveled against the Greek-speaking people. Okay, the apostles were Jews. They stayed in Jerusalem. They were they were still going to the going to the temples, going to the synagogue at the hour of prayer. They were still following the Jewish rituals, but having Christian worship at other times daily. They would meet from house to house. So 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 they stayed in Jerusalem. All right, and and verse four says they were scattered. As they were scattered, wherever they went, they preached the word of God. Amen. Stephen's, Stephen's stoning didn't stop them. Saul ravaging the church, coming to from house to house. You know what it means to go from house to house? So they came to our houses. They didn't knock on your door. It was a house invasion. Because they knew you were a Christian and they yeah. pulled you out and they threw you in prison. That's what this means. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't stop. Amen. Let's go. 
they didn't stop. Why? Why? When not such persecution stop normal, intelligent, sensible, it would, I'm people. You call the truth. That's the honest truth. That's the way people think. And that was the point. That was the direction of the question that the Lord gave me. Normal, intelligent, sensible people would just say, hey, let's stop this. Uh -uh. We don't have to do this. We can just worship Jesus incognito. But what was it? What was it that pushed them, that impelled them to continue in spite of all of this persecution that was going on? It continued up until about the fourth century when Constantine becomes emperor of Rome. Amen. So Constantine is influenced by Christianity. He doesn't really get baptized until he's on his deathbed. But at least he stops the persecution of Christians. So for all the from 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 the early church days, few years after the death of Christ, up until the fourth century, Christians are being severely persecuted. I mean, all you got to just read the accounts. I mean, people were thrown uh, these different emperors uh, to entertain the people. They were, they they were thrown in these big stadiums. They were at Panther Stadium. Okay, to bring it into into the day's reality. Uh, at the Panther Stadium, and everybody gathered, and they were they were they were they, they would put the, the 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 bishops and the uh, the preachers, the the leaders of the church first, and then put them out there. They were to demand them to renounce the name of Jesus. They would demand them to to to, to curse the name of Jesus. They would re command them to renounce Christianity, and if they would do it. They would either cut their heads off or they would throw them to wild beasts, lions and wild dogs in an amphitheater like the Panther Stadium while all the crowds would be standing, sitting in the seats watching and cheering. Because all of them that would be, most of them that would be watching still believe that Christianity was wrong. This is what I read. And I thought this was horrific. And this is speaking of what took place in North Africa. The good thing about our African-American history program today is it's going to talk about black people, Africans, who were in the very beginnings of Christianity. So you may want to, you may want to stay and listen because there's too much of the stuff going around about Christianity being a white man's right. religion. Right. That's because people don't read. Right. And they don't understand. They don't know. They don't know how to dig. You got to look beyond the surface. You know why Jesus always looks like this white man with, with long flowing hair? Yeah. Whoever drew the picture painted right. like him. So, you know, well, we, 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 most of us are not concerned about the color of Jesus. Okay? He's our Lord. He's the resurrected Christ. Didn't make any difference whether it's red, yellow, blue, black, green, pink, or purple. Now, if color makes a difference to you, then there's something wrong with your cycle. Amen. But he must not, you know, and so whoever paints the picture tends to paint it uh, from the frame of reference that they're operating from. Oh, my God. 
got to understand this. Oh, some things you just un that you come to understand. If you just listen to the to the person in the street who's talking out of ignorance, right. talking out of not having studied and not really knowing, then they're gonna repeat what they heard somebody else say, or they'll find something to try to to try to to try to support what they're saying. But you don't go and study, so you listen to what they say, and you buy into this. Christianity is a white man's religion. What foolishness? What foolishness? <laughs> Anyway, so this is one of the things that I read. One writer said, we, we ourselves beheld, when we were at these places, many cops, Coptic Christians, from, this is Ethiopia, um, not the Ethiopia that we know today. Ethiopia was much larger and slightly different location than what's on the map today. All at once in a single day, some of them suffered beheading, others punishment by fire, Meaning that they were literally burned to death. Strapped to a stake and burned to death because they would not recant from following Jesus. They would renounce Jesus. So that the murderous acts was dulled and worn out, was broken in pieces. And they, they killed so many people that the executioners grew weary. It was then, the writer goes on to say, that we observed the most marvelous eagerness and a truly divine power and zeal in those who place their faith in the Christ of God. Thus, as soon as sinners was given against the first, some from one corner or another, from uh, uh, others from another, will leap up to the tribunal before the judge and confess themselves Christians. Whoa. Amen. When I read that, I thought about the scripture in Revelation that said they did not love their lives even unto death. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even unto death. They were willing to die. So, you know, when, when, when we come to church today and we melodiously sing these wonderful songs and we say, yes, Lord, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul. Some of us just finished falling out with somebody. Some of us came to church and we're angry with somebody else. Some of us are not speaking, not necessarily here, but in Christianity. I'm not speaking to other people. You know? Do we really understand what it means to say yes to the Lord? There's a song, and thank God we don't sing it. Uh, I don't mean to be condemning to people who write songs. And if anybody sees me live today and hears me say this, just think about what I'm saying. I'm not being condemning. There's a song about I will cross, I will cross the hottest desert. Um, yes, Tasha Cobbs. What else does it say? I would do what? Travel near or far. And what else? For your glory, I don't do anything. For your glory, I don't do anything. For the glory, Lord, I don't do anything. My, my, my. Do we think about what we say? Words sound wonderful. But if you say for you, Lord, I don't do anything. Mm, right. And now here is here are the authorities standing here with a sword and saying to you, if you 
us, I will cut your neck off. Death and sin for you, Lord. Anything. People will sing that song, I'll travel me, I'll cross the hottest desert, and they'll sing in the church, they'll just be weeping and crying and waving their hands, and I said, come on, let's go on a mission trip. Where are we going? That's true. To Africa? That's true. That's true. How am I going to get there? Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to sleep? But you just finished singing, for you, Lord, for your glory, I'll do anything. Right. Yeah, but Lord, I want to set a limit around the anything. You know my friend. You know I'm best alone. Let me put a limit around this. Wow. I don't really mean I'll do anything. I'll do anything that fits my frame of reference. Amen. Yes, sir. These things are wonderful. But when you look at Christians and you look at what people have gone through for the sake of the gospel. And it wouldn't stop. Now, there, there were some, I, I, I have to be honest with you, there were some who, who, would, who would deny Jesus to save their lives. There was this group in North Africa, and I can't remember the name. They, were, they called themselves pure because they would, they died, many of them died for the faith, and they refused to renounce Jesus. And so, after one period of persecution, then you have these other people coming back and want to come back in the church and say, uh uh, no, you can't come back in here. Because you didn't remain pure. Goodness. You weren't willing to die for this. That's the way some of us would be. We won't deny Jesus so we won't get killed. Amen. And then when it's over, then here we come back, we won't be in the choir, we won't preach, you know. But you just fell on the test. What's going to happen the next time? So, so the Lord just dealt with me about this this week because, you know, we're talking about being a healthy church. Yeah. And so being a healthy church means that, that we have to be willing to, if, if I'm going to be healthy in my body, okay, there's some things I have to be willing to do. Come on, man. All right? There's some changes that I have to make. First of all, i got to change the way I think about food. That's right. That's right. Amen. I have to change the way I think about money yeah. because eating healthy Cost a little bit more money. Yes, yes, yes. I have to learn to be creative, and I have to think about the end result. Okay, so if I if I go through right now, if I if I go to the gym and exercise and it's difficult and it hurts, and, and when I finish my my body is sore and aching, and maybe I I I, I pull a pull, pull a muscle somewhere, and but 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 I'm not, I'm not just thinking about right now because if I'm thinking about right now, I quit. I gotta look to the yeah. There's somewhere I'm going. There's somewhere I'm headed. So when it comes to spending money on food, there's somewhere I'm going. There's somewhere I'm headed. And I gotta realize that if I don't spend it up front to get healthy food and cook right and eat healthy, I'm gonna spend it on the other end paying a doctor for medicine, and my body's gonna be pumped full of all of these chemicals. 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 I gotta change. And all I'm gonna change is I gotta start looking ahead. To where I'm going. So I believe for those of us who are Christians, we can't live for right now. Right. Amen. We gotta look ahead. Yeah. There's somewhere I'm headed. 
There's somewhere I'm going. If, if, if I don't live for Christ, if, 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 if I sing yes and don't truly say yes, am I aborting my, my purpose? Am I, am, I, am I changing my direction? Am I not going to end up at my intended destination? There are some things that we will suffer. There are some things that, that we have to go through in order to get to the end, the intended destination. So why? All right. Why? Why wouldn't they stop? Why wouldn't they stop? In the midst of everything, this why is important for us today, saints. It may not seem to be important to you, but, but the Lord is looking for genuineness. In us. He's looking for genuine in us. Genuineness in us. And so this why is important. And you have to ask yourself, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? Right. Mm. Is the way I'm going, the way I'm living my daily life, not just how I live in church on Sunday. Right. Is it gonna get me to my intended destination? You know, maybe we have stressed grace too much in the church. Perhaps. You know, so it's covered by grace. Right. So I can confess Jesus. I can confess Jesus. And it seems like that is that is what the church is saying today. Right. That, that all you got to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you shall be saved. And that salvation does not move into your daily life. The scripture is not wrong. God has made it possible for us to come to faith, to, to come to him through faith in the finished work of Christ on Calvary. Most of us, if I ask a lot of people here right now to explain the finished work of Christ on Calvary, there are some people sitting here who could not explain it. You know it, but you can't explain it. So if you can't explain it, well, maybe you don't know it, but some people know it and just can't explain it right but if you don't know it, then you're not trusting in that finished work on count of Christ on Calvary. Mm -hmm. So here we are saying, and, and you know, I wrestle with these issues as I think about what's happening in the church. Because, you know, I want to be faithful. i got to be faithful to the scripture. But I have to make sure that I understand the scriptures correctly. Because I don't want to be guilty. Of, of driving people away from the Lord when, when the Lord is really accepting them. Amen. But when I read about that, and then I begin to read that, that you're not to be conformed to this world, but you'll be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So I come to Christ one way. Yes. All right? yes. I come uh, in one condition, in one situation, and, uh, and, and I'm a sinner, and, I, and I've been doing all of these things, but, but I, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin, and I accept that provision that God gave to me, that gift of God. Saved. The proof of my faith. Proof of my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is that now I begin to walk in obedience to the will of the Lord. So what is that will? I need to discover how God wants me to live my life. So then when I understand that, I understand that grace is available. It is available to the serious man right. person. Right. But for the person who just joined the church so they can go to heaven, 
you weren't sinners in the first place. Right. You didn't want to live for Jesus, but right. you just wanted to go to heaven. Right. You wanted to save place. So your motive is wrong. Right. And a whole lot is wrapped up in that. Because we have the church now has become a blanket religion. Everything is Christian. But if God says, if Jesus himself said, straight is the gate. And narrow is the way that leads unto life. And few there be that find it. If he says all is sin and comes short of the glory of God. And if he says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We are lying and the truth is not in us. But then he says if we confess our sins. Some of us not even confessing our sins. We're not confessing our sins. That's real. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all righteousness. So if he's cleansing us, is he washing us up so we can go back and get dirty all over again? No, that's not it. That's not it. And then we come to church and we hear all these wonderful songs and we sit in the church and we are a member. M-E-M-B-E-R. We are a member of the church. Well, you see, the church changed some things. Because Jesus never said you had to join the church. The best example of this is go back to Nicodemus. Amen. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. This is the best teaching on being a part of the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. You must be born again. Because yeah. we have a fleshly birth. Right. That, that is filled with all kind of wickedness and all kind of evilness and, and perverted minds and, and, and perverted actions. Yep. But the Lord, when we encounter Jesus, his spirit comes in us and he creates, he, he, he births this new, this new person on the inside. There's a spiritual birth that must be nurtured because all of us know that if you have a baby and you don't nurture that child, that child is going to die. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. All these, I've got a number of people here work for DSS. You know, failure to, failure to thrive. You know the terminology. There are a lot of Christians who are failing to thrive. That's right. The spiritual man, the spiritual woman, is failing to thrive. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why Christianity doesn't interest you. If you ever thought, or you wonder why, you know, going to church is just something like this, God, you know, I can take it or leave it. Look at failure to thrive syndrome. Amen. Mm. That's real. You're starving your spiritual man to death. When you live from day to day, and you don't get in this word, you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not in this word, and you're not praying, you're not fasting, you're not seeing God on a regular basis. You are starving your spiritual man or spiritual woman to death. Malnourished. But on the other side, you're feeding your common nature. That's right. You're feeding your common nature because everything else, everything else you're doing is feeding the common man. So, so, so your carnal nature just begins to just grow. Right. You know, you just begin to just, you know, your, 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 your fleshly nature, 
Yeah, you know, it's just having a good time. You know, your flesh is just, it's just enjoying life. So every party you can go to, you're there. You know? You know? All the other stuff you want to do, whatever your flesh desires, you know, you're just feeding it. And your your, your, your common man is just growing. And he's strong. And guess what? The spiritual man has been starved to death. And consequently, there is no desire for spiritual things. Your conscience begins to work on you and say, well, you know, I need to, I need to do something. So you do something. But you don't do what's necessary to grow your spirit, man. Is this, is this making sense to anybody else besides me and a few other people? I'm not being judgmental. I'm just trying to help us out. Because we're saying yes on one hand right. and no on the other. Right. And we've not experienced persecution yet. But what happens, saints, is that when, when afflictions start coming, when persecution start coming, that's when we have to be able to stand. That's when standing for Christ and being willing to confess Jesus in the midst of being persecuted, that's when it's most important. So what is it about these early Christians? What is it about these Christians that kept them going in spite of Why? 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 Did they keep on? I mean, my goodness. How many of you, if you saw your husband beheaded because of faith, will continue to preach Jesus? Oh, well, I guess I got to get you to start preaching Jesus first. <laughs> Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. Because we've not yet understood a priesthood of believers. We've not yet understood that every one of us who claim Jesus as Savior and Lord has a responsibility to share this gospel lesson. Everyone. Every one of us are ministers. You're not just a member of the church. You are a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are. You carry the anointing. Right. Not just for you to huck and buck. Right. But, but for you to share the gospel right. message. Right. Amen. Jesus. Speak. Yeah. What is it? 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 After this long document that I was reading the other day, it began to talk about why did the Christians win? Because Christianity won. Amen. Christianity is still winning today. I don't care what people are saying. Christianity is still winning. And I'm going to show you something in just a minute. But the Lord showed this to me a couple years ago, I guess. But, but I'm going to show you something in just a minute. Talk about something if it comes back to mind. But I want to go here first. So, as I was reading this long document and talking about all of the things, and I've read this before in church history, but talking about all of these things that, that Christians went through, the question was asked, why did the Christians win? Because in the fourth, in the fourth century, Constantine just blanketly in the Roman Empire said, we're not going to persecute Christians anymore. And persecution stopped. Now, it had an effect on Christianity. All right, but we got to see why they won. 
the ultimate answer is what, what, what Jesus said to Paul on the road to Damascus. You can't kick against the prick. You can't fight God and win. Ultimately, the answer is they won because God gave them the victory. Now, now get that, saints. Ultimately, you may be going through something right now, but if you stay faithful with the Lord, ultimately, the victory belongs in you. Yeah. 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 Somebody's going through something right now. You need to shout ultimately. 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 I said shout it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately. Ultimately. I'm going to win. something and there's a purpose in you going through but there's an ultimately coming your way are you hearing me right now there's an ultimately coming your way you're coming through you're coming out you're going to rise above you are going to win Christ causes us to triumph always yes he does well in this article the article said they were too strong to be defeated alright because I know that for us spiritually that's not the that's not the ultimate answer. But you look at this thing, you look at Christianity, and you see that on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls were saved. Now the case of 5,000 souls were saved. They, 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 they persecuted the church, and they scattered them all over that region. And everywhere they went, they preached the gospel. Yeah, amen. Now, you're going to see this afternoon. I, I, I didn't know that, that Trevor was going to show this on the map this afternoon. But if you're here, you just pay attention to the Roman Empire. Okay? Pay attention to how large the empire went. Amen. Christianity kept growing. Regardless of how much they persecuted them, regardless of how many of them they killed, Christians kept. Exploding. They kept expanding. They were, they were like rabbits. They were just... <laughs> <laughs> multiplying. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The enemy could wipe us out. Right. Man. Man. Like the chosen people. Yeah. 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 This is what I read about the Catholic Church. As many as they killed. The body that the account said of this, this person who was watching with his natural eyes. Those that were killing them, their hand, they, they grew weary right. with right. trying to next off. Come on. Can you imagine? So physically, numerically, Christians have grown. Christianity has grown. I don't care what the devil does to fight Christianity. It is growing. The church in America may look like it's not growing, but the church in Africa is growing by leaps and bounds. Are you hearing me? I said the church in, on the continent of Africa growing by leaps and bounds. Other places around the world, the church is growing. But, but we're not looking for about that physical strength. No, no, no. So what was it? That kept them going. It was the power of their faith. Undergirded by the almighty power of God, the Holy Spirit. These people had faith in God. They had faith in God. Good place. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yep. They had an unshakable faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so you know, we know this. You know, we say we got an unshakable faith. But you look at these people. And you know, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm. 
The Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is, faith is, amen, faith is confidence based on evidence. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Total. Yeah. Amen. What evidence do they have? Mm. If there's anybody in here who does not believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, all you need to do is go back to the record, scripture, and history books. Yep. Amen. Those disciples saw Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. After he died and got raised from the dead, they saw him. Yes. They, Thomas put his hands in his side. Yeah, hands in his hands. Yes. He sat, he ate with them. They saw him. Amen. It was not a spirit. Right. He was not raised as a spirit. He was not a ghost. Right. He was a natural physical body. Right. Right. Otherwise, you couldn't say to Thomas, put your hand in my hand. Put your hand in my side. And don't be unbelieving, but believe. It's recorded in history that Jesus was raised from the dead. Now y'all need to listen to this. Everybody's on the fence. Listen carefully. All of you all who got it, listen carefully and say amen. 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 <laughs> We're preparing for preparation. Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! If Jesus, and he was, physically raised from the dead, then everything the prophet said about him is the truth. Right. Which means that God is telling the truth. He is not lying. Right. Which means that there is responsibility. Amen. For everybody that's been created by God yeah. to serve the Christ of God. Yeah. So you have a responsibility to serve Christ because it has been proven that God raised him from the dead. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ. He is the one that God yeah. sent to the world to die for your sins. And then God raised him from the dead so that you can have everlasting life. Amen. Amen. To reject yeah. Jesus Amen. means Amen. that you've chosen to follow Satan. Yeah. There is no in between right. 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 That's right. None. None. To reject Jesus means that you've chosen to go to hell. That's right. Willfully. Yeah. You chose that God didn't send you to hell. Right. When you died today right. and your soul ends up in hell. God did not send you. That's right. You chose. Yeah. That's real. You neglected your responsibility. You abdicated. You backed off. You backed away. You sat under the gospel and you didn't believe. These people have seen Jesus now. When you get past the centuries, remember what Jesus said to Thomas? He said, Thomas, because you have seen, you believe. Right. But what else did he say? He said, blessed are those who have not seen, but yet they believe. I'm one of those. I wasn't standing there. I believe the record. Yeah. You know what I told you last Sunday about believing? <coughs> I said, you didn't see your parents get married, but you still you have the record. Because you, you have the evidence, you got the record. Yeah. There's a whole lot of things you haven't seen, right. but you believe. Right. Yep. You came in and sat down in that chair. You did not check to see if the legs on that chair were starting to hold you up. You right. sat down. Right. 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 
believe there's power in an unshakable faith. Amen. Their faith pushed them. Their faith said, we can't back down. Their faith said, Jesus is the Christ. And if he died, it is better for me to die and be with him Amen. than to reject him. Persecuting them 
them saw them stand. Right. They saw them. Right. They, they, I mean, this is what happened to Saul. The, the people threw their coats at the feet of Saul as they were stoning Stephen. Mm -hmm. Saul heard the testimony. That's right. Saul heard what Stephen said. Right. Saul was a very yeah. smart man. Right. He was. He was. He, 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 he spoke seven different languages, I'm told. And, 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 and he was a defender of the Jewish faith. Yes. But he heard the testimony of right. Stephen. And he saw Stephen, when they were stoning him, look up to heaven right. and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're And praise the Lord, in, 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 in your hands, receive my spirit. He saw this. There's no way. That's right. Since, listen to this. There is no way for people who watch us and they see us go through persecution after they've heard the testimonies out of our mouths. There's no way for that not to have a powerful That's impact right. on our lives. Right. Amen. No way. We are witnessing. But just think about the opposite side. Right. When they know that you're a Christian. They know that you claim Jesus. And you just finished singing. I saw you in church Sunday, and you all were singing, I don't know the first song, but the other part of the song. I mean, yes, Lord, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, it's yes, Lord. Completely yes. And then you got home, and I was standing at the window. So you got home. <laughs> And your husband did something you didn't like, and you lost it. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes. You see, sometimes we don't think about the real stuff, you know? Yes. We don't think that Christianity goes in the house. You were on your job. That's right. I saw you when you put the paper cup in your pocket, but it wasn't yours. You didn't buy it. I did not buy it. <laughs> You took the ink pen home with you. It was a good ink pen. You even went by, went by, went by the bank, and they had all these pens that for you to take, but you should ask first. So we don't think about ethical stuff. So consequently, because we are not up on our P's and Q's. Persecution comes. And we've already been right. brainwashed to right. compromise. Mm. Satan has already washed our brains. Is this okay? Mm. What spoils the vine? Small <coughs> what spoils the vine? Uh, not enough of y'all. What's that on, on the count of three? One, two, three. Little foxes. Thank you. Little foxes. You know, I know this sounds very legalistic. But what this does is it helps us prepare. It helps us prepare for the day of battle. And I told you last time, we can't pick our battles. We can't pick our tribe. We don't know where persecution is going to come. No soldier. No soldier. There are people in here been in the military. You do not wait until you get on the battlefield to get ready to fight. Thank you, God. Oh, God. Now is the time. Little things that we say don't matter. We got to start bringing them in line. God, I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. I want my mindset to be such that if I am 
persecuted for my faith. I can stand. Who wants that mercy and go through? Yes, The reason they could stand, and the reason they did stand, and this is tied into everything I've said, Christianity had not lost, had not lost its martyr spirit. They counted with joy to be killed. In the name of Christ. Peter said, just don't crucify me upside down. I mean, right side up. I won't be crucified like Jesus. If you're going to nail me to a cross, turn me upside down. So what happened was, they had a modern spirit. I mean, now this was not a fatalistic spirit. Okay? Yeah. But they understood that if Jesus died right. on the cross, right, Crucified, killed, murdered. Mm -hmm. Literally, Jesus was murdered. Yes. What was it for them mm. to give their lives right. for the cause of Christ? How many of us sit down and think about dying for our faith? Mm -hmm. In 21st century America, not often. Young people, teenagers, everybody up to age 30, how many of y'all sit down? And think about dying for your faith. 31 to 45. Think about it up to 60 to 75. <laughs> How many Christians sit down and think about dying for this right. faith? Is this faith worth you dying for? We don't think about being persecuted for our faith. When we think of persecution, that's not what we think about. These Christians have not, these Christians have not lost the martyr spirit. And I'm not talking about, oh, that's Atlanta, they have martyr. I'm not talking about the busted ride through. I'm talking about being martyred. M-A-R-T-Y-R. Killed for your faith. When I think about the fact that if I go somewhere and I'm killed because I'm preaching the gospel, my death might bring other people to Jesus. Yeah, right. Is it Johnny Erica Santana that testifies about when her and her husband first went to somewhere in the Amazon, I believe it was. And her husband was killed. But when she went back again so many years later, that whole tribe arrived. It was worth it all. Mm. People used to sing a song, and I don't know if they knew the meaning of it, but they used to sing the song about how many stars will be in my crown when I get to heaven. Mm. The stars that will be in my crown will be according to the work that I've done. The, the reason I don't know if they understood what they were talking about, because I didn't talk to them, so I don't know if they understood what they were talking about. <laughs> but I would relate that to the stars that will be in my crown would be the number of people that I've led to Christ in my lifetime. 
Jesus. Sometimes I sit back and I look at Christians and I look at, you know, I look at the church growth around and it's like, who's winning souls? So if I, if I die, you know, and I understand that, and, and I'm almost done, I'm almost done, I really am. I understand that, that, that we think in terms of spiritual death, that's a part of the process. Because unless you die to yourself, you will never give your life physically for Christ. Yeah. You will always be preserving right. some of yourself so that you can do what you want to right. do, when you want to do it, and nobody can tell you any different. Oh, you'd be surprised at the number of things that we do in the church because we want to do it. Mm-hmm. We can know that it's wrong, but we want to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't think about the impact that we may have on others That's right. when we do some of the stuff we do. Amen. Yeah. We don't think about the impact that we have on young people. I'm talking about us, us older folk now. Right. Yeah. Not as old as me either. <laughs> think about the impact that we have by the choices we make in our lives. Amen. Somebody is looking at us. Somebody is looking up to us. Somebody is watching us. Amen. So consequently, you come to church and you hear the preacher preaching all these wonderful things about morality and you're living immoral. And the young people there, you be preaching, but then they look at you. That's right. That's what happens. That's what happens, sir. And your testimony in many young people's lives have more weight than the message on Sunday because they already think that you think that that's just words the pastor is a pastor. That's right. My goodness, sir. Spiritual death does come first. And there's a challenge for us to die to self. What if physical death was required of you? Do you have the spirit of a martyr? I told you that I was going to tell you something else, and I skipped that point because I was reading it and I didn't see it, but this is the point I was going to tell you. Christianity grew because Christianity was appealing. Uh Mm. Yeah. Let me show you something. Pay attention to this whole thing with sexual, uh, all of the sexual stuff that's going on on television. So now, because, because the news media has caught this thing, and because people are suing these great big people and talking about all this stuff, now we have to sit down and teach our sons how to treat women. Yeah. What? Why have we been teaching all along? Ask my son how many times have I told him that you treat a woman with respect? I didn't need the news media to tell me this. Morality is right. This is biblical. But we wait until it happens in the news media and then we say that this is what we need to be doing. And this is what the church has been preaching. True church has been preaching all the Amen. Follow example after example after example. I don't need CNN to tell me how I need to talk to my son. I know that's right. God told me what to that's say. Right. Amen. 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 Too many of us were waiting for television. Mm. Yeah. My goodness. 
As long as it's not wrong in the eyes of, 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 of what's going on in America, of you know Hollywood and all this, as long as it's not wrong in their, their eyes, then it's all right in my eyes. You shall have no other gods before me. So why? Why did they continue to preach? Continue to teach in the name of Jesus. And why did the church continue to grow? They were people of faith, yeah. undergirded by the Holy Spirit. Their message was appealing. Saints of God, the reason our message is not appealing is that too many of us see something, too many people in the world see something different. We say one thing and we live another. That's right, that's right. Amen. People feel like, well, I just may as well stay out here right. and do what I'm doing. Right. The message was appealing, and they never gave up the spirit of being a martyr. They counted it an honor to die in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh my God, that's good. For the cause of Jesus Christ. So tell me to stop preaching and lock me up in jail. And, and if the angel has to come and unlock the door and send me back, I'll still be preaching in the, in, in, in the streets. I'll still be preaching the name of Jesus what Peter did. When we look at early Christianity, there's nowhere in the Bible that you see the church coming together like we come together mm. on Sunday morning. Mm. I'm not condemning that. Right. It's just, I'm just saying. Right. When the church came together, they may have, they probably did sing, yeah. but they spent more time making disciples. Yeah. Right. They spent more time teaching and praying Amen. because the warfare was fierce. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Saints, we're just we just been blinded by Satan. We don't realize how fierce this warfare is. Satan is stealing, killing, and destroying every day. We just don't see it. We don't see it. We're not paying attention to what the devil is doing in our homes and in our families and in our community and in our world. Satan has, has, what's the word that desensitized us? Yes, indeed. So much, so many things that are not God. So much immorality. So much sin. 